Hello and welcome to another edition of Thoughts from Player One, the podcast where we take an in-depth look at story or narrative-focused game and give our thoughts about them. As always, I'm Alex. I'm Duncan. And this week we played To the Moon. To the Moon is a game that came out way back in November 1st of 2011. It was developed by Freebird Games, which I believe is a company started by Can Gao, who was the lead developer on this. It is currently out on Windows, Linux, uh, Mac, and mobile platforms, and it costs $10 currently. Um, This game, very much a story-driven RPG-style game. Um, But RPG in the, like, it looks like an old-school SNES RPG, not the RPG in that it has any role-playing mechanics. No, No, none of that whatsoever. It is very much walk-around story is 100% of the entire game. Yeah, it's um made. I believe it's made an RPG maker. Um, it is actually, which is a fine, fine program. Uh, and I have not really played too many games made an RPG maker, so I was kind of excited to dip into maybe my like second or third game in that in that engine. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a cool engine. Um, I I like it a lot. But this is, I think, the only game I have ever played from RPG Maker. It's the only game I've ever heard of that got popular off of being created in RPG Maker. Yeah. Which is really cool. For sure. I'm sure there are many more that we're totally ignorant of that have well, yeah, been made popular. But that's, but that's, that's just everything. us. Yeah, that's yeah. us. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to kind of bring it back and we're going to pretty much just summarize the entire story. And I'm going to say this is... I'm putting this already on one of my, like, please play it and don't, like, please play it first because this game was really unique in a lot of ways. And I think mm-hmm. I what I would do if I were you is if you have any interest, I would listen to a little bit of what we're talking about and then you'll get to, like, some, like, middle part and you'll know. Like, you'll know that's the part where you're interested now and you should go play the game. So, like, hear us out here. But it's also, definitely a it really be the pitch. Game. It should be the pitch of the game is where you're interested because it's got a really fucking cool narrative pitch. Yeah, it really does. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to start. And then if you've already played the game, go ahead, skip ahead. It's like three minutes from now. I don't know. I mean, let's you can figure let's it be out. Real. Probably 15. I don't know. We're bad at guessing <laughs> how long we things will take. It. So um, you play uh, alternatively um, Eva... Rosaline? Rosaline? I, I believe so, yeah. And Dr. Neil Watts. Uh, you are driving the car to a house where you are, um, you've got a job. And your job is to go into people's minds using a headset and travel back in their brain using mementos to insert a wish into their head. So, to the moon... This is a game where um, the dying patient named Johnny wants to go back or to, you know, go to the moon. So he wants to be an astronaut, go to the moon, but he doesn't really know why. So taking it back again. <laughs> I mean, that that's the pitch, right? There, that's the right? pitch. Like, that's yeah. the pitch. You play two doctors in this, like fictional company whose job is to go into the minds of dying people and alter their memories such that you grant them their final wish in yeah. their head without actually changing reality at all yeah and you're not changing anything so fucking life. cool it is really that's cool. so fucking cool it's very um it reminded me a lot of if you have you ever seen eternal sunshine of the spotless mind 
No. Okay. And that's my biggest, like, Jim Carrey flaw is that yeah. I've not seen Eternal Sunshine. Well, that's, that's not your biggest no, Jim Carrey no, flaw. No, I think so. <laughs> You've committed very big Jim Carrey sins in the past. <laughs> Jim Carrey focused sins very recently. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's very, like, I, I got a lot of elements from that movie in here. It's not the same subject at all. The, that movie is, like, wiping memories, where this one is, like, altering them completely. Um, so, super interesting. Uh, yeah, but, I, uh-huh. just, just to quickly talk about this, um, I think the interesting thing about this, uh, and we'll probably talk about this later on, but I, I just want to bring this up now before I forget about it, is that this is not like, you know, the idea of changing people's minds, wiping memories, things like that. It's not like a totally unique premise. The thing that I think this game pulls off really well is how low stakes it is, but how, like, important what you're doing feels, right? Because you don't yeah. change anything about the world you're just changing this person's memories Um, it's not like some inception shit where you like change and alter the whole world because you you know like change someone's memories of shit it's like yeah no it's just like hey is that how inception works i don't Uh, remember that movie Uh, look they go into people's (laughs) dreams not their memories and then they make cities they kill them in their memories yeah and then they die in the video game and oh that's that's inception and then a top spins and then it and it falls down. Falls. Yeah. No, it falls. It does? No, 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 no. no. It no. starts to wobble, and everyone's like, whoa, yeah. is it falling? And it's like, yeah, it's fucking wobbling. That's <laughs> hey, how Alex, gravity works, idiot. Remember that one time we said, yeah, like two or three minutes, go ahead and <laughs> What did ahead. I tell you? I yeah. said 50. You're right. You're right. You're so okay, right. Okay, moving on. So moving that's on. the pitch. That's the pitch. So you arrive at Johnny's fucking massive house. He's got a big fucking house. mansion. Really big house. And you're introduced by... A care caretaker and her two rambunctious little little rugrats and oh. <laughs> good description. Yeah, yeah, they're running around the house. They're playing piano, and um, the the two characters, Neil and uh, Eva, are very like, "All right, let's get the job done. Like, we're here to do a thing. Where's where's the dude?" And they go upstairs, and uh, Johnny is hooked up to you know some like life support machines and. She says that there's a doctor there who says that Johnny only has about mm, a day to two days left. And they said, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's plenty of time to get our job done. Um, so they take some time beforehand to kind of explore the house um, just because it becomes easier to, uh, you know, jump through people's memories if they know the person a little bit better because uh, they have to link mementos. So... They explore the house and they find a couple interesting rooms. So one that I thought was the most interesting is they go to a basement and in a locked door, you know, you unlock the door and there's this like shock string music that plays and you turn a mm. light on and there's a bunch of folded paper rabbits. Yeah. And I thought, I'm in a horror game. This is this mm-hmm. is so spooky. This is really spooky. Um, and your characters are a little spooked out, and you know the kids don't really know why all these folded paper rabbits are here, and it's it's real goofy. Um, and that's pretty. Did you you, you did find you have any roughly highlights? the the same thing in the lighthouse? There's just one different colored one in the mix, as like blue and gold, as opposed to being just normal like paper colored. 
Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, you kind of get a little bit of a feel for the characters here, but you don't really find much. You know, we did spend a while, or more accurately, you did spend a while talking about how big his house is, but it is like a one-bathroom, two-bedroom, like... <laughs> it's, big pretty for, much <laughs> it's big for solo Johnny, which it, brings yes. to light that he... That, that his wife has passed. Yeah. He's for two years ago, and he's been um, under the care of the, the caretaker and uh, the kids mm. uh, for a while. So, but yeah. still, big house. Very big house. Oh, man. So <laughs> Very huge. big. Two whole bedrooms, a kitchen, a bathroom, a small basement, enormous house. Enormous. You wouldn't believe the size. <laughs> um, I'll keep going here. So... Yeah. You you put the headsets on. It's time to jump through uh, jump through Johnny and guy. I don't like that expression. <laughs> That's not huh? the best way we've ever found to describe it. <laughs> so you jump jump through Johnny's memories. Yeah, you jump through Johnny's memories and um, you see him kind of at a um, at a cliffside um, and you can talk to him. So through these memories, like. Eva and Neil are, like, able to be tangible and speak to the people in the memories. And they kind of regard that, like, hey, um, this is, like, a read-only experience. Like, we can reset this whenever we want. And these 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 memories are just, like, temporary versions of people. And they're just mm-hmm. going off of the experience of the memory, which is, like pretty wild in concept so they talk to him and they say hey we are from the um from the company that you hired to make your wish and he's obviously a little bit taken back by that and but you know agrees anyways to help them out in any way Uh, the discussion has had that uh there's like some privacy worries but they're like you sign the contract we're allowed to dig as deep as we want and (laughs) (laughs) sign the contract can't help you can help you and uh, they explain that they need a memento of um you know their their younger selves to travel back in their memories to get to the childhood because if they can get to the childhood then they can pretty much work from there and make your life seem like you are always destined to be uh go to the moon and they say it's also important that we know why you need to go to the moon and he says he does not know does not know why he wants to go to the moon yeah, um, so that's gonna... kind of the the big crux there is I'm trying yeah. to figure this whole thing out. Uh, so we'll we'll go through the rest of the scenes. That's kind of the setup one. Uh, with it's gonna be a truncated version because there's a lot of them and some yeah. of them maybe ever so slightly out of order. Um, so just just bear with us here. Um, the next major one that we wanted to talk about was you go back to a scene with Johnny. Um, in his bedroom with River, his wife. Um, again, these is they are in reverse chronological order, so elderly to middle aged to young. Um, and basically, he tells her in this scene that, "Hey, you know, I figured it out. We can afford everything. We can finish the house and pay for your medical bills." Um, and his wife basically tells him, "Like, I know you're lying. Like, I want you to finish the house. Don't worry about this. Like, I need you to take care of her." Um, and then hands him another one of these paper rabbits and asks him what he sees and, like, what it is. Uh, and then going off of that, you know, this is the introduction, which is maybe not, like, an actual huge part of it, but I think it's, it's thematically very important where 
Johnny puts down the rabbit and like goes over to a piano in the bedroom and like plays a song that he wrote for her, which is kind of the main theme of the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, which a lot of people throughout the entire game be like, it's pretty, but it is really only like two notes. And fuck those people. It's a really <laughs> good piano song. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, sometimes to create a good like melody, you really only need those two notes, and that's how you know you're a good pianist is if you mm-hmm. can just like get that good sound from two notes you know <laughs> yeah we're definitely very very qualified to talk about this back from there there's a scene in a bar where river and johnny and a couple of their friends isabella and nicholas are talking a little bit about um everything that happened and they this one's more of just a, a fun scene where um, Neil kind of activates the whatever technology he has that lets him interact with people in those memories and then has like a pickled olive eating extravaganza with... <laughs> Johnny's uh, very into pickled olives. Yes, they are his favorite food. He loves pickled olives. Um, and that that's maybe the other thing about this game is it's got a very serious premise, but it also at a lot of points is very lighthearted and silly and doesn't take itself too seriously. Um, And we'll talk a little more in depth about that later. Um, The next kind of major scene that I found was where Johnny is outside of his house. And this is kind of when he's finally putting everything together um, and, and makes a note that he can't uh, talking to Isabella Nicholas's, I believe wife. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Or maybe just another friend. They don't really clarify that. Um, basically saying hey i can't afford this like i can't afford to finish this and also to keep up with rivers like um medical expenses and she wants me to just let her die to finish the house and i won't do that because like i'm gonna be selfish i don't want to be alone yeah even though even though she wants even though she just river his wife wants to just have him complete this house you know um which is crazy, like, in my mind, but, you know. But a lot of things, you know, it, it, it kind of ties together in a lot of really interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, we kind of jump back a little bit to middle age Johnny and all of those memories. I think the first one is the library scene. I don't remember all about that one. Okay, let me let me let me draw you right in. Let me okay. save you. I see you. I see you gasping for air. Let me. <gasps> okay, the library scene. Was that the one that, uh... <laughs> oh, no, I'm falling in, too! Ah! Okay, sorry. That wasn't funny. That was uh, a bad so, bit. So the bad library... Bit. <laughs> the library scene is, um... Kind of... It starts off with him talking to... Johnny talking to his friends. And mm, he's kind right. of, like... Venting a little bit about um, this condition that they're talking about for for River, and that they're not sure how, you know, he's going to handle it and like what everything means. And um, River's outside looking at some books, and then you kind of just go out and explore the library with her, and you talk about animorphs and your love for animorphs when you were a kid, or something like that. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. That's pretty much and it. She asked why you didn't read it again even though you loved it and you don't really have a good reason for it yeah because it's a kid's book and she's like yeah but kids books are still good which i'm so down with that idea yeah she says it she says it very succinctly that they're comforting yeah they're comforting. and that's damn that's right she hit the nail on the head with that yeah. one yeah 
Um, so moving back from that, <laughs> moving back in time from that, is the <laughs> their um, wedding, and they get married by a lighthouse because important note the lighthouse um is right next to the new house that he was building so keep that in mind but so they got married next to this this lighthouse and they're sitting there and they're chit-chatting and he asks her if she feels different now that you know they've got the rings on and she's like no not really i don't feel any different and he says i feel a certain kind of responsibility now and you know they dance at the top of the lighthouse because they are closer to the moon. Is that why they dance there? They dance at the top of the lighthouse because it yeah. seemed like it would be a fun thing to do. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is yeah. very romantic. It made for a good pullback scene, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then um, there's a reception, and that's pretty much it. And then backing up again, uh, there's a scene where we ride horses, which is fun for Neil and, uh, and Eva here because there's a whole fun debacle with that. But uh, we move back again, and um, I think this is probably the, like, there's a lot of kind of fun scenes here, but then um, we pull back with this doctor's office scene where River learns about um, her diagnosis, which is never really, like, stated directly, Mm -hmm. but, um, uh, you know, she gets a book for it. Um, I mean, we can can say it here. Like, she has Asperger's syndrome. so she is on the autism spectrum, but she is given a book um, about it, and the doctor who gives it to her says who the author is and mentions that he's, like, an authority on the topic, and it's actually a real author, and he has written a lot of books about Asperger's Syndrome, which lines up with a lot of the way that River's character acts. The game just elects not to ever come yeah. out and say that, which, again, maybe I'll have a little bit more to talk about later. Um, but, yeah, this scene was kind of... It, it was... I think powerful for a number of reasons. Uh, but I think one of the things that was striking about this was like, they are basically given this diagnosis and say, Hey, this is what it is. Do you have any questions? And then River's just like, Nope, I'm, I'm no questions at all. And Johnny is kind of like freaking out, asking a bunch of questions, like trying to better understand it. Um, yeah. And again, you kind of walk back out into the waiting room where you see a little bit more of that. Um, but that's like the last really important scene that we see with, um, middle-aged Johnny, and yeah. then we. Step but the back reason to... for the horse, there's, there's a thing I like too, though. Oh, the yeah, reason for the horse that. scene is that, like, and this is a cool way that the like backwards narrative works really well. Is that you have this horse scene where they're riding horses, and I'm like, yeah, she just must be really into nature. But you learn at the doctor's office that he's like, yeah, sometimes um, equestrian therapy works, and it's just like riding horses and like mm-hmm. hanging out, and like you, it's so cool because a lot of the things you discover the reasons for the experiences that you're witnessing now from the past, which is just like fucking cool. But anyways, uh, so let's go back into young Johnny. Mm-hmm. And uh, the like total polar opposite scene mm-hmm. from this stark, hey, this is really upsetting and very somber and you're getting delivered a very serious diagnosis to, hey, I'm in a movie theater waiting for my date because I'm a young high school Johnny um, and... He sits around and eventually leaves the the theater because he's sitting by himself and goes outside and waits around for River for a while. And, uh, you know, Neil and Ava have some pretty choice comments about, like, Neil's past and how he can definitely relate to this. um, Yeah. Which was funny. And then as Johnny is standing outside the theater getting all bummed out because he got stood up 
for his date with River, she comes out of the theater he was in and asks what's going on because she thought they were watching the movie together. And Johnny's like, what are you talking about? I, you weren't sitting anywhere near me. I didn't even know you were in there. And she's basically like, what does it matter? We were in the same room watching the same movie. We were watching the movie together. Um, and then they go back in and continue watching the movie. And it was a really cute scene. Yeah. And I like that one a lot. And then you go back just a little bit this time to um, Johnny in a hallway in his high school about to go ask River out for the first time. Uh, and you get a lot of fun ribbing from his friend Nicholas at the time who's like what's the worst that could happen she says no and then Johnny freaks out and says like what if she throws a dictionary in my face yeah (laughs) it's all very good and he like pushes her or pushes him to like towards her and forces him to talk to her and then we get a scene where Johnny like really awkwardly asks River out and she responds but kind of doesn't fully grasp it and doesn't like give him a yes or no immediately because he doesn't list a date or a time so she can't say whether or not she's free um, but eventually does agree to go out with him and then we get like a nice scene in the the lunchroom going backwards even a little bit more where they're talking about when they're initially going to go ask her out yeah Um, but we can put nice in quotes here because there is something there is something nice meaning good nice not necessarily meaning happy fun but meaning good because i do want to talk about that particular scene a little bit so well well, i i love to talk about this like to an extent but johnny is talking to his friend and you know his friend's like why do you like that girl she's weird she's sitting by herself you know she's she's a she's a freak uh kind of thing it's not as mean as i made it sound but uh, he essentially but says it is that a shit. little bit kind of mean. Yeah, and then Johnny says something where he says, um, "I just like her because she's weird. Like yeah. she's so different, and she's not like everybody else. Like I want you know, her for what she has, you know." Yeah, yeah. I want her for what she has, not what she, what she, is, or who she is, which is like kind of, kind of bonkers. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah, um, and Nicholas does give him shit for it immediately, which I liked a lot. Yeah. Um, then we scoot back to his childhood home, and um, God, what what even was this? It was just like this he just a goes, very short scene. Yeah, yeah, he like just leaves saying for goodbye school. to his mom, and his yeah, he, mom saying mm-hmm. goodbye Joey because, as he mentioned okay. earlier, that's the nickname that she uses for him because it used to be his grandpa's old name, so that's mm-hmm. why she calls him Joey. Yeah, um, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty much that whole scene. And then you go back again, and it's this like white space because. Essentially, it's a break in the memory, so there's no way to travel back any further, and they decide, well, that's probably good enough to, you know, get the scientist stuff done. You know, it's good mm-hmm. to implant the, the moon memory in. So they come out, and they're like, all right, let's just uh, link these memories together, and essentially you play this cool puzzle game where you have to rotate uh the mementos that you found and like link them all together and um that is established and they're able to put all the astronaut thoughts in there and there's a bunch of scenes of them like going to johnny's past and future and checking to see if he has any desire to be an astronaut and every single one they go to um he doesn't have that desire like neil goes as far to like become a presenter at their school and like talk about how great NASA is and like being an astronaut is and he's still like no off a bunch of fucking moon facts for no yeah. good reason <laughs> yeah and he has no interest so 
they're like, well, we got to go out and like, let's rest and let's really think about it. So um, Neil goes on the phone to talk to someone and then uh, Eva ends up kind of walking around and talks to the kids a little bit, talks to the um, housekeeper, um, but eventually comes back around to Neil, who has discovered a little bit interesting thing about um, Johnny's medical backstory in that he um, was being given beta blockers. And beta blockers are, you know, also known for heart conditions, right? Heart conditions, but uh, side effect was losing memory. Don't quote me on that heart condition thing. But so you know, I think he was. I think they told him the heart condition. Like he told them he has a heart condition, uh-huh. and that's what was up with it. But they were administered uh, two specifically block memories. Okay. All right. So yeah. So blocking memories, and you know, after hearing that, they realize, oh, we can't get in there because of those blocked memories. They think about what to do. And in the white space, they smelt a really, really stinky roadkill. And guess what they ran over in the first scene of the game? Some roadkill. <laughs> so they do some medical mumbo jumbo and they get them to sniff the, uh, to sniff the roadkill to, um, to move on. And yeah, because sniffing this roadkill. Strongly, yeah. the sense of smell is linked with, with the sense of memory, which I think everybody can probably attest to. You smell like a candle or something that you For sure. associate with a certain time in your life, and you're like back there in an instant because it's so closely associated. For sure. Um, so this almost kills Johnny. The, the thing doesn't kill Johnny, but Johnny's dying. So, like, there's an intense moment between Eva and uh, Neil where Eva is like, you need to leave because if we die in here, like if, if Johnny dies and we're in here, it could cause us some serious brain damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both stay and essentially they go back to um, learn that Johnny had a twin brother named Joey. And um, as their mother backed out of the driveway, um, one day, Joey was playing outside and was uh, hit and killed by the car. So that is why um, J- Johnny was given these beta blockers is to block that memory out. Um, mm-hmm. So we are able to go back from there. Um, and um, yeah. Yeah. So that um, kind of opens the ability for them to continue going back through his memories now that he is not like you know, actively blocking those as a coping mechanism. So from there, we we go back a little bit to just a, a scene that gives us a little bit about Joey's character since he was just introduced. Um, you know, we see him playing with a, a train in the same room as Johnny and, and basically talking about how everything he has, like everything Joey has is Johnny's and he doesn't really care and, and they're, you know, their bond is forever because they're brothers. And, you know, we also learned that Johnny won... Um, something else at the festival and didn't get a train and instead got something dumb that he already gave away. Um, and then they're able to jump back from that memory to this big yearly festival that they had where we, you know, we get a little bit about Johnny and there's a couple of like mini games that you play. Yeah, Johnny's actually dying and they're like, let's stop and play whack-a-mole. 
<laughs> Anyways, keep going. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, you, you play some whack-a-mole, you talk to a fortune teller. Um, we do find some interesting things here that, like, connect a few more of the pieces for things that we were never able to explain about Johnny. Um, between this scene and the last scene, we do find out that, like, Joey's favorite book series is Animorphs, and we do find out that, um, like, Johnny didn't really like it, and Johnny hated pickle, pickled olives, but they were Joey's favorite food. Um, and it kind of just adds a few more of those connections where you're like, oh, that's okay. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Um, and then eventually you continue going through this and Johnny wins this stuffed platypus, which he has in a bag, um, which you have been seeing throughout the entire game. Just it's been one of the kind of key mementos you're using to travel back and forth between memories. And you get to this um, pretty much this final scene at the, at the festival and Johnny walks off to the like a cliffside and is just sort of sitting there by himself, kind of taking a break from everything, and somebody else comes up behind him um, and kind of startles him a little bit, and we find out that it's River, and this is apparently the first time that they ever met, and they, you know, eventually end up sitting together on this log, you know, watching the stars and looking at the sun, or not the sun, the moon, the opposite of the sun, um, <laughs> and <laughs> they have a little conversation, like a really precious conversation, and at one point they say, let's find a constellation um, that looks like a rabbit, and, you know, they have a contest to see who can find it first, and River finds it first and, and points it out at the moon, and she keeps asking him, like, what do you see, what do you see, what is it, trying to goad him into finding where it is, um, and then eventually Johnny's mom calls him away, and as he's leaving... You know, they agree to meet, you know, same place, same time next year. And River says, well, you know, what happens if you forget? And Johnny says, well, we'll just meet on the moon. Um, and then we can just, you know, go to that same spot in that crater on the moon that we saw and then runs away. And that's kind of the connecting point where you realize why he wanted to go to the moon this whole time. It's because River is gone from his life now and he wants to meet with her again. And this was a memory that he had you know, blocked and didn't really have access to because of the beta blockers he's administered, um, you know, as a coping, like a way to cope with everything that happened with his brother. So he, the reason he wants to go to the moon, he didn't know was to like meet up with his wife again. But you also start to put together all these pieces at this point of like, oh, all the rabbits were like her way of trying to Help him like remember. bring that back memory back to him and all of the like different things like the platypus that she's been carrying is a gift that he gave to her the first time they ever met but he doesn't remember and she does um things like that um so that's kind of like the the big turning point and then um neil and ava kind of go back and have a little bit of an argument at this point in the game yeah so um essentially Eva wants to make it happen. I mean, they, they've they got all the memories, and making him, you know, um, an astronaut would essentially get rid of River. Like, if, if not, like, yeah, pretty much get rid of River. So, and Neil has a problem with that, and he said, yeah, but that's not really what Johnny wants. You know, what Johnny literally means is he wants to be with River, and he got that, but, like... In a literal sense, yes, he wants to go to the moon. So, like, they're obligated by contract to fulfill his wish. So, Eva just wants to, you know, fill out that wish. And Neil uh, wants to keep things the way they are because he believes that's what Johnny really wanted. Mm -hmm. um, so, there's this whole thing where uh, Eva is trapping Neil out of the memories. And there's, like, corrupted memories. Spooky stuff happens. Yada, yada. But eventually... Um, 
Eva did it. And uh, how she did it, though, was not as, like, crazy as it really made it seem. Essentially, she um, dragged her off into a different room when Johnny went to go ask her on a date, date and she a wasn't date? there. On a date? Listen, it's been a long fucking story summary. Give well, me a country rest. country date. <laughs> Take me on a date. All right. And uh, then he's like, well, shit. And he, uh, what's also changed is um, she saves um, Joey. Joey, yes. So Joey is now alive, and he never um, saw River to ask her out. Uh, and that led him to want to, you know, go to the moon, meet her up at the moon, and um, they go to NASA to check up on him, and uh, River is also at NASA, and then they go fly a spaceship together to the moon, and as he's about to get to the moon, the real Johnny starts dying, and uh, his memory pretty much just ends at the point where they are in the middle of the stars. So they never actually make it to the moon, honestly. Yeah. It's kind of like a little fucked, if you ask me. Well, I mean, the thing the is, is that... Didn't <laughs> fulfill the contract. The thing is, is that his memories were probably finished. It's just our view of them were finished. You know hmm. what I mean? Yeah, that's so. fair. Yeah. So yeah, that is uh, that is your tight that's three it. minutes Holy on to the moon. <laughs> Holy shit. That was, what, like a half an hour? Uh, it was like 25, probably. Fuck. All right. I well, told you. You said three minutes. I like, this joke is out of his fucking I'll edit, I'll edit it out, and I'll go, 25. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be really unprofessional. Oh, uh, yeah. I love it. This is what happens when we make bullet points and not a, like, tightly written paragraph yeah. word for word story summary. Well, this story is so intricate, though. Like, yeah, there's a lot. Like the entire the entirety of the story rests on all of the parts connecting in a way you didn't expect them to, but a way that's very satisfying. So it kind of has to be told in a layered format, and there's a lot of nuanced details that, honestly, we didn't even touch on that are yeah. important for the story landing the way that it does. Um, for sure. Which is kind of um, well, I, honestly, I guess that's a good segue into one of the first things I wanted to talk about. If you're cool with that, go um, for it, please. Which is just how how did. I guess, how did you feel about this story? Because for, for a little background, I had played this game back in, I think, like 2013 or something mm-hmm. like that. I forgot a lot of it, but I remembered the basic premise of it, and I thought it would be good for this podcast. Um, and Duncan had never played it before. And, and going through it a second time, that was one of the things I, I noticed a lot about it is, I, on first blush, the story works incredibly well, and I, I think it still does work very well. Um, but there's a lot of, like, it's built on kind of, like, gotcha things where you need to not recognize how big of an impact certain items and certain things are going to have. Um, and it's been a long time since I initially played it, so I don't remember that like kind of coming off the, the face of it feeling. Mm-hmm. So what was your kind of perception of the story and specifically like that, that layered nature and that kind of um, everything being yeah. based on that linking together? It surprised me. It, it took me back. I mean... W- Last night at 10 p.m., I said, all right, I'm going to play this game for the podcast tomorrow. <laughs> and I very professional. It, I booted it up and I said, you know, I'm just going to play like two hours of this and watch the rest 
you know, on YouTube, which I never do for anything else. Never. I would never do that. Never. Absolutely um, not. That'd be crazy. It'd be insane. Uh, but this one, I'm like, yeah, I, I just wasn't really, like, excited for it, but I knew that you liked it, so I was like, I, I'll give it a chance. Um, and I was taken aback by it, and I spent the full three hours and stayed up till two and woke up in five hours because I wanted to finish this. There is, like, you know, the first hour is fine you know what i mean and then you start Mm -hmm. to see they're putting these you know layers on where they're only the small layers but they're still like planting seeds and it's so fascinating to me how they wrote this backwards and planted seeds that way because usually you know you're showing these clues at the beginning of a story to have them resolve at the end which is what they're doing but they're also not doing that. You know what I mean? In like the chronological order of Johnny's life, they're not sowing seeds at his, you know, at his childhood time. They're sowing at the elderly time, so I can have them revealed to me in the early time. And that's what like kind of blows my mind about how well they did this. And I'm sure there's like other pieces of media that are able to do that. But this yeah. is one that I consume that just like the sheer. Uh, the just the small amount of expectancy I had for like how well they could pull this off really took me back. Um, as far as that goes, and I think the ending was absolutely phenomenal. I like, I, I don't know it, and it left me thinking a lot, which is just something I love about a lot of stories. So that's kind of like my my overall review and thoughts of this yeah i mean it definitely story. left you sad at at least one point i can i can verify for sure yeah. because i did yeah. get a text from you at like 1 30 in the morning that just said i'm sad i just i need someone to know that i'm sad right <laughs> yeah now. It, it affected me that way because it's just i mean any game music or movie that like takes a life you know what i mean and like shows you someone's entire life it always like it, it's got to touch on you in some way. Like, it just has yeah. to, you know what I mean? Like, you're seeing this person's life, and it's so... It's usually when they do that, it's so, you know, realistic, and you see those stages, and, like, the older you are, I think... I mean, I'm fucking nothing you know, in, the, <laughs> in the ethos, but, like, you know, I'm quarter. I'm quarter-aged, so, like, you know, like, seeing those earlier steps and everything like that really takes you back to that emotional state, and it's just... I don't know. It's crazy. And, like, looking at the future and thinking about yourself. And they do it in such a cool way. With yeah, this I think backdrop they... of, like, we're about to change this to be about the moon. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that, <laughs> yeah. that thought always looms in the back of your head that, like, we're going to change everything of this person's memory. And, like, how is that going to change everything that you're witnessing now? Yeah. And I think they do, like you said, they do a really good job. And they do a good job of, of like, tying these things together in a way that is very satisfying. Because there's a lot of things that they, like, if they didn't explain it, I wouldn't have necessarily been angry. And I maybe wouldn't even have noticed if they didn't explain, you know, the platypus, like, why that was there the whole time. Because it was just a toy that she liked. But the way that they tied it all together um, was, was masterfully done and, and really made it feel like the entire journey was incredibly important. Um, I will say on second playthrough, um, just a little while later, I, I definitely don't think the story holds up quite as well, and it's not because I think it's poorly written anywhere. It's just because so much is, is 
held up by this big reveal and this big mystery. Yeah. Um, but what that did allow me to do was kind of dive a little bit more into the individual scenes and kind of the writing in each of those. And I do think there are um, uh, quite a few points of stellar writing throughout the game. I have a couple of lines written down. Um, I do think there's one that was very um, self-aware and also something that I have grown to um, appreciate the idea of it more and more as time goes on. And I mm-hmm. didn't write down where this line was said, and I'm so fucking dumb for not writing it down. But it's um, we can work the out. line is specifically, the ending isn't any more important than any of the moments leading to it. Um, and I think that that's so... Hmm. Im- like important and i think that's such yeah. a good idea right and that's something that i i genuinely see in media that is at least that i consider to be really good is this idea that the ending is not like the important thing right it, and it's got kind of a lot it like turns a lot in this game and like well the ending can be seen as a couple of different ways but the journey is really the important thing but the ending like you know the ending could be considered him going to the moon in which case that's not more important than like his life with river or the ending could be him dying in which case like that's not as important as him like his life or him going to the moon or the ending could be like the ending of the actual like story of you going through his memories which would be him as a child which is not more important than like any of three layered endings here yeah like yeah that's wild and i think that is that's an incredibly um incredibly powerful line not necessarily for just like the emotion that it evokes but for the like awareness of what it is that it has um the other thing that i wanted to talk about in terms of the the quality of writing was the scene that we had touched on a little bit that scene in the um lunchroom where johnny basically says that he wants to be with river because this is a scene that i think was really well done when you're initially going through it and then adds an entire another layer that makes you look at it completely differently when you have the entire story because he's talking about how he wants to go ask this girl out because she's different and because he's like you know he just doesn't like how everybody's the same and there's again there's a couple of good things in there where nicholas is like oh well like she's just weird but like that's fine also not every like everybody isn't as boring in the same as you think they are everybody's like different in their own way and like yeah when you you initially go through this yeah and when you initially go through this johnny just kind of comes off like shitty in this scene like he wants to ask out river but he doesn't actually care about her he just likes the fact that she's not everyone else but then when you add that additional layer like layer on later on in the game when you recognize that what's going on is like he is drawn to her and he he does like the fact that she's different but also like he doesn't have the memory of meeting her for the first time yeah it completely changes so he, the like, way you look at it, you know? There, there's some kind of, like, bizarre mental thing when you block out, you know, these memories of the situation, but you still might have that person's face in your head, and, like, you know, there, there, there has to be some kind of link there. And, again, that's, like, one of those things that you said earlier where it's, like, I don't really care if they don't explain how that works, but, like, it works because yeah. it just works narratively, so, like, it doesn't have to really work in that way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I... I really enjoyed that scene and just like because it, it it just painted Johnny in this light and it's like it was different and you know I think he's mostly a pretty good person through and through and to see some like different teenage stuff where you go through an experience of like oh yeah like 
I said some pretty shitty stuff when I was a teenager too. <laughs> but then you go again through that experience of thinking about those those words, and now you have you know that additional context. And like Alex said, it just adds that second layer, and like it makes you have multiple feelings for similar for the exact same scene, which is like I think just a writing like that's genius. But mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's something that is again hard to pull off, and I think not a lot of media typically can can do that where they are able to reframe a scene without actually like doing something Changing inside any of that scene. In it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, I gotta. Unless did you want to say anything else about that one? Uh, no. Read? Most of my other thoughts will end up being weaved into okay. anything else we talk about. All too. right. I have a I have a kind of a realistic question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, you're uh. You're eighty something years old, and this okay. service exists in real life. Would you do it? Let's I, just say it's free. Okay. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, I, I, I uh-huh. definitely had this exact conversation at some point after I initially played the game because okay. the concept is so fucking cool. Um, and I, I think so. Yeah. I feel like I would. I feel like, you know, what have you got to lose, right? I mean, I mean, I know it's your memories. <laughs> like it's yeah, it's but, like but the very essence of do, your entire you life. Know, but do you know what you might wish? Well, I mean, you can't really know. No, I mean, I'm not eighty years old on my deathbed. Yeah, but like, okay, let's say, let's say, not to be morbid, but let's say you're dying like now. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> what do you wish? Oh for? no, no, no! I've got so much time. Left. You did, but <laughs> but let's say you're you're passing soon. Do you have a wish? Mm-hmm. Do you do you know what you'd do? I mean, no, not really. Like I'd nothing. Make it, think, you, it, like, the thing is, it has to be something very like succinct about this, right? Yeah. Like it can't be. Oh well, I wish that uh, this and this. Like it, cause it could be really boring. But like, it's just it, there has to be a very defined idea that you would want for this service to work. I think, and I just yeah. don't have anything specific enough. You know. Uh, okay, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't. You wouldn't? No, I wouldn't. Why do not? It. I feel like. I don't know. I I have a very um I think I personally just have a very difficult time thinking that I'm out of my own head at all. Like I feel like if I were to modify my thoughts or memories in any way, I might I I don't know. It's a very difficult phenomena to, like not phenomena really, just like thought I have in my head to explain, but the core thought of it is like, I want to keep me as me as possible. And if Mm -hmm. my me didn't do those things, I didn't do those fucking things. And like, it's so weird because I have all these like goals and dreams and shit like that. And I'd love to see them come true, but I don't think I'd want to like, I don't think I'd want to see them come true like that. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. I think the reason that I could is because like, you, you wouldn't wake dead. up again. <laughs> like, yeah. If it was like, hey, do you want this service done? And then you would, you know, wake up and live your life thinking you did X Y Z for a week. Like, nah, that's that's a little fucked up. Because <laughs> that think- would be so funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a uh, I'm an astronaut. Let me into NASA. No, no, you're actually really not. But I remember everything. No, go home, Johnny. <laughs> it's the eighth uh. time this week. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I think I think I I think I could for that reason. I think the idea that like you can die with your like any wish you want basically granted is is it's really I don't know. Appealing yeah. is maybe the wrong word because I don't have a wish that I want necessarily granted. Yeah, but like you probably the, would. You know. Yeah, probably. I'm sure I could find something. Like I wish I, you know, had bought more Snickers in eighth grade or something. Look, I don't know. What? But <laughs> I couldn't. What? I couldn't think of anything in time. What do you well, want from me? Oh, um, I would have just like wished for. This is probably. I would probably just wish to be like well traveled or something like that. I mean, yeah, That's I guess you could do it. that too. Yeah, I'll just do that one. But anyways, I, I just thought that was interesting to discuss and think about. So, yeah. Good to to modify your brain. Hey, you know, fuck it. Why not? You only yeah, live once. Of course. Why not live twice instead? Right, did you just YOLO me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, damn kids have ruined everything. <laughs> um, yeah. Moving on. Um, you, I want to talk a little bit. I know that we're going to talk more about... No, fuck it. We should stick on yeah. the story stuff. Come on. Um one of the things I want to talk about is this this very last scene with, or not the very last scene, but the quote-unquote very last scene with um, River and Johnny meeting for the first time on that log. Um, the dialogue in that scene, I am very on the fence personally on whether or not I think it's good and touching or overly precious. I don't know where you come down on that. Here's the thing. Is I think... It's good and touching. But, like, I'm a person who will get in a headspace and be like, this is the coolest shit ever. And, like, all my <laughs> blinders go up so fucking hard. And I refuse to see anything else of issue. Like, I, if I'm invested in the story, I don't, like, the writing doesn't bother me. The voice acting doesn't bother me. Those kind of things just, like, don't take me out if I'm really into it. Gotcha. Uh, so I think for me it worked really well. If I came back to it, I'd probably have something to say. Uh, but mm-hmm. I was like so into it at that point that it did not. It didn't really phase me. But I, there were other points where I feel like it, it, it they hammed it real hard because this game is three hours, by the way. Can you believe yeah. that? Can you believe that? Shit? <laughs> this game was like what fifteen minutes longer than a story summary. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, there were times where I'm like, wow, this feels really hammed up to, like, drive the point across, and it doesn't feel very realistic. And I Mm -hmm. get that, and that's hard. And I'd rather you ham it up than have me sit through really boring dialogue for another two hours. But, like, yeah, I get that. I I wonder what your, like, quandaries are with it or your your fence. Maybe I can tip you in one direction. Yeah, I I would say... I think, again, it, it was a little bit of that, like, second-time playthrough because I don't remember having any um, issue with that scene at all when I initially played through it. And I think mm-hmm. because they're revealing so much and because it's so many, like, oh, man, this is cool, this is cool, this is how this connects. Um, I think at that time I didn't have any issue. I think maybe it's a little much... It's a little much, I think, especially from Johnny's character because it just his way of speaking and the type of stuff he says is all just a lot more than we're used to seeing from him, uh, which yeah. is I know obviously not very descriptive, uh, but it's it's kind of hard to pinpoint because I don't have the actual like I didn't write the scene out or anything, but it just it feels very precious. It feels like 
not the way that kids actually speak, but just how Definitely you're making not. kids speak so that it gets the point across. I think it was a little better from River's character, but um, I mean, overall, it didn't like ruin the scene for me. It's not like I came back and I was like, this is a bad scene. It's just something where I was like, this actually maybe was a little bit too much, but I don't know if I'm just trying to be overly critical no, because I have played the game already. I think I think you're totally hit the nail on the head, bro. It's like Johnny talks like no kids talk. Kids don't talk like Johnny. No. You know what I mean? That's just kid Johnny, that is. Um, <laughs> kids don't talk like elderly Johnny. <laughs> and kids that's a problem talk in the like writing. Elderly Johnny. <laughs> Why are kids always talking like elderly Johnny? Uh, <laughs> so, no. Um, yeah, that's not how kids are. But, like, if that scene, if we would have had to get, like, three scenes of them, like, developing some kind of, you know, yeah, awkward that... friendship, that wouldn't feel good. So... I think I would uh, – this is good, perfect as is. I wouldn't – I personally wouldn't really change anything about it. I, I enjoyed it. All right. I think that's fair. Maybe that uh, – the there's like a – they do like a drawing of them like sitting on a log together. That was kind of cute. I liked that a lot actually. Yeah. That I was, that that was very good. So um, <laughs> we haven't talked about it a single lick. Mm-hmm. But this game's amazing. I've sung its praises for 40, 50 minutes, however long it's been. But moving around in this game, oh, it's <laughs> not ideal. It's, it's not ideal. It's very bad. It's not good. It's you. Did you click or did you use the arrow keys? I used the arrow keys because I found sometimes if you clicked, it would just yeah. decide you didn't. Yeah, didn't know I <laughs> could use the great. arrow keys till the horse scene. Oh no! So I was clicking the literally the whole time, and it was oh, so bad. That's, that's no good. So bad, and I was so used to clicking by the horse scene that I just kept clicking. So they okay. have this like pathing thing where if you click, it just brings you. It like walks your characters to the point where you clicked. Except sometimes it doesn't, and sometimes it just like wants to go the other way. It's mm. less than perfect. Um, it's far, it's less far less than perfect, and um, it's not great. But there is this other gameplay element. Where in between each memory, you have to solve this puzzle um, in which you, like, it click on a grid and it changes each row from, like, binary zero to one on this picture. And you want to make it all, the picture all light up. And mm. the other way is, you know, bad. And it's it's okay. It's yeah, a it's nice a, little a mini game in puzzle. between things. But I got yeah. kind of bored with them after a while where I'm like, I just... I just want to move on. They you, were the yeah. right level of difficulty, I think, which yeah. is to say most of them were pretty easy. There's a couple in there that kind of get a little bit confusing, but yeah. for the most part, they're, they're, they don't take more than a couple of minutes. And it most. has infinite, like, I'm pretty sure it just has infinite tries on it. Yeah, like, it keeps a counter like, of how many, but it doesn't, you know, there's no fail condition or anything. Yeah, which is good. Because, like, if I game over in that game, I'd be so pissed. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to replay uh, for everything. <laughs> So, One more thing about yeah. the moving around, and this is just the only other thing I wanted to say, is I should be able to walk over plants. <laughs> I should be able to walk over plants or very small, like, bushes or weeds, but you can't every single one in the entire game you just hit it and come to a dead fucking stop and like there's a refractory period after you hit something before you can turn if you're using the arrow keys yeah and it's the worst and also depending on which scene you're in your movement speed is way too slow for sure 
for sure. It is. That's the moving around in this game. That's all I'm going to say about the moving around. I will also say um, at the very end of the game when you're playing Neil trying to stop Ava from <laughs> deleting memories, um, deleting yeah. the memory of River, you do this like you run through and you have to dodge traps and then eventually you're getting chased by zombie Avas and you have to shoot plants at it for whatever reason using like yeah. the arrow keys and that was also not good. Yeah, that wasn't my favorite part of the game for sure. But I did like the like corrupted memory things where you're like walking around and like there were versions of Johnny's memories like talking to each other and some yeah. of them were like really creepy. Those were really cool. Uh but for the most part that yeah, that's that scene was not it felt great. like they were getting to the end and were like well this isn't enough of a video game so what exactly. if we put some like yeah, we have really to. video game shit in there and it was not good yeah and i think i don't know part of me thinks that like they knew that and they did it kind of ironically but i wasn't in the mood for some like good ironic game yeah do at that, that point. at a different point like yeah <laughs> this is the only real tension we've had in the story of like two opposing forces and like you having to root for one versus the other and they just yeah. didn't they it didn't need it at this point put it two hours earlier or make me actually fight the squirrels at the beginning of the game yeah there was a really good scene at the beginning of the game where you're playing as ava and the kids talk about how they like to like run around and role play outside like you know they're fighting or whatever and you run up and find a couple of squirrels and to show the kids that you're like hip and with it and also like to role play you say that you're going to fight them, and then it turns into, like, a Final Fantasy-style battle scene between you and the squirrels, and then whichever option you choose to, like, attack the squirrel, the kids are like, hey, don't do that. That's animal abuse. What's wrong with you? <laughs> oh, God, why would you do that? <laughs> no. It's, it's, like, that type of, like, little light video game humor, I was totally there for. I was yeah. very into that. Just not at the climax of the fucking story. And we didn't really talk about this during this our story summary at all, but like, I love, I love Neil and Eva's quips against each other. Like they're yeah. this very like they almost remind me of like a British TV show, and they talk about like <laughs> Doctor Who all the time. But they're very like British TV show like scientist nerd team that like is constantly like giving witty you know witty comebacks to each other, and I just. It, like you said earlier in the story summary, it kind of like breaks some of the tension, and you know some of these like legitimately made me laugh. I really like yeah. the um, uh, uh, oh no, <laughs> I don't remember it. You got nothing, do you? Damn. No, go back and create it. the memory of the funny Neil and Eva scene. Put on yeah. the helmet. <laughs> Yeah, I like their quips though. I just wanted yeah, to say that they've got a really good back and forth. They're they're funny characters. I I really loved the very very first scene. I think it's one of the funniest in the entire game when yeah. like the game opens by you getting out of a crashed car and Neil talks about how like it's not a big deal that he crashed the car because he heroically evaded running over the squirrel and then Ava looks over <laughs> and says you hit it anyway. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just as good thing as like oh well and then. <laughs> talks about how like the boss is going to be in trouble and he's like we'll just get him like some puppies he likes puppies right and she's like well he's actually more of a cat person and neil like looks toward the sky and asks why life must be so complicated <laughs> i just i love that whole that whole introduction seed is very good yeah yeah and it's, that's a great that's a great little piece it's a great little just edit alex's voice to make it sound like that was me talking 
and then you know <laughs> and then then we're good and then i'll make it sound like you didn't know what you were talking about so oh, you'll damn be like it. no uh, uh no, i'm stupid <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about in the story, because this was my actual biggest quip with it the second yeah. time through, um, and I talked a little bit about this with the gotcha thing, but the story doesn't like to, re- like, it doesn't like to address things. It doesn't like to reveal things in a way that's frustrating, and this happens kind of in two major ways, one that I find frustrating and one that I'm torn on. Um, a lot of times Ava comes up with a plan or Neil comes up with a plan, about, like, what they can do to fix this issue. It's like, oh, we'll get the roadkill, and this is what will save it. Or oh, I'm going to go, yeah. you know, we're going to do this thing. And, like, Ava's big reveal that actually she thought River would also be at NASA in his, like, extended memories in the future. But they don't tell each other. And it's very, like, rom-com tension where there's not actual tension in the scene. It's just the miscommunication. It's just that they, yeah, but like, it's not even a miscommunication. They just refuse to communicate. <laughs> right. Like, so frequently they say like oh don't worry about it or oh maybe i'm wrong or something like that and every time i'm like just just say the thing i think my biggest frustration on that one was was like um she said didn't you see something in his room yeah and he's like no i didn't see anything and then she's like oh you'll see like, no, just tell him yeah. there were bunk beds. Yeah, maybe prep the dude for watching a kid die. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. It was, she's like, I don't She's like, I don't want it to be what I think it is. And it's like, yeah, yeah, like, I get that. I get that. But, like, you still need to inform him. Like, it's important. You guys um, are partners working on a tight time schedule. <laughs> Communicate. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with that one. And, like... They, what I will say they do it well with is they do it well with the um, scenes between Johnny and River where, like, the conversations leave out the things that, like, we will learn earlier in his life. And those don't feel, like, forced to leave things out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like it doesn't as much as it does with... Um, with uh, Neil uh, and Ava. Neil and Ava, which is interesting yeah. because, like... You would think that the Johnny River story would, like, feel awkward that way because they're trying to purposely leave those things out so you can discover them later. But, like, it's actually the one going present to future, which is kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I think the reason they don't feel awkward like that is because they are able to, like, cherry pick and design these moments in such a yeah, way that true. they didn't feel awkward. Whereas with the Neil and Ava, they have to be, like... You know, the voice of the audience commenting on things and discussing what they're going to do next. And, and reminding you of things that you probably forgot. Yeah. Um, but the other instance of this, which I'm, I'm kind of torn on, and I actually wanted to, to get your thoughts on this. How do you yeah. feel about the fact that they, the entire game, they refuse to name River's condition? They will reference it frequently, but they never say that she has autism or Asperger's. They just say river's condition or oh her condition sometimes they say the way that she is and that feels a little shitty whenever they do that yeah but well primarily I, they just say like her condition the the for a while the timeline of this uh, of this person's age kind of confused me like for mm-hmm. a while i didn't know exactly like what the time was until they referenced the animorphs books which i'm like oh okay like our time is when you know Johnny. Yeah. We're about we're about the same age as Johnny, so it's pretty far in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, what was I? Fuck! I was leading up to something with that one. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, you were talking about... Oh, yeah, okay, about... okay. Yeah, so I, initially I thought, like, maybe they, it was, like, in a little bit farther in the past and they just kind of, like, it just wasn't... It, it was just kind of, like, just now sprouting up. And I don't really know the history of autism or Asperger's, so, like, maybe it wasn't as, like well known or something like that so they just called it I mean, a condition but that they can't said, be true they gave the book and said this guy's written a lot of books exactly. on this condition yeah so, so. that's I, at that point i was like okay because i called that she was you know i called that a while ago where i'm like okay this is the you know these are kind of the conditions of someone who probably has um uh, asperger's and like but but moving back to the actual reality of things i think it's a bizarre choice and i like don't know why they did it that way other than to hold it away from you and i'm not yeah. even sure they have so many things to hold that i think maybe um the writers you know the writer of this game kind of like got really into like holding all of these things from you like it doesn't really feel like that when you're playing but this is like the one tipping point where i kind of agree with you it does feel like it doesn't it's unnecessarily withheld from you and yeah i mean it would be one thing if i don't they, know like, wanted it to stay a mystery until the very last minute but they but it's not that big of a mystery you, though like an hour into this three-hour game basically that she has asperger's syndrome and like well, then it's just that that like and do they think... don't tell you but they give you the name of an author you can google in real life like I wonder, is it just because they, like, is there some, like, political correctness? Like, was he worried about that? I wonder. Like, no, I don't think he so. He couldn't have been because he handled it so well. Like, at least I think he did. I, I I don't know enough people on the autism spectrum to comment on that. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like I, I had no point except for when, like, again, other people would say things like the way she is or... There's, there's definitely well, a lady at the very final scene that says, like, I didn't think she'd make it as an astronaut because of, you know, how she is. And I was like, yeah. okay, fuck you. You're a bitch. Um, but, and, every- but also wording that, right? Like, I didn't think she'd make it because of the autism. Like, that doesn't feel good either. No, I just think <laughs> that, like, that whole, like, I don't think that was a bad piece of writing because I do think that is kind of what those, like... That's, that's what you'd expect to hear in a situation like yeah. that from just, like, a random person on the street. So I don't think that's a bad piece of writing. It's just one of the things where it's like, ooh, that, mm, okay. But also it's, like, a sensitive, like... Yeah. Like, it's a sensitive thing, even in the future, to talk about and be like... Uh, you know, I feel like I might use... But, I see, I would use that more around kids, though, is be like, you know, their condition. I feel like as you're, if you're an adult, you, like, you know, you kind of know what's going on. But maybe we're missing some scenes of, like, you know, like, maybe River doesn't like to use, you know, that word. Because she does have, like, a very – we get a scene in the library where um, – which I like this, too, because I don't – obviously, I don't know what it's like to, um, you know, have autism, Asperger's syndrome, or anything like that. Um, but they're talking – Johnny's talking to a girl who shares uh, River's – um, Asperger's, I guess, and they're they're talking about it, and she said, "Well, he said, well, you seem pretty normal," and she said, "Yeah, but that's because I'm an actress. Like, I live the life of an actress, both professionally and in day to day, because I hide it, and I almost envy her because she's like, 
she's just living herself. Like, she's mm-hmm. just being her. And she doesn't get to do that because, like, you know, she is an actress. And, like, she now it's so normal to her that, like, she doesn't she blocks a lot of those you know feelings out and like forces herself to feel differently um which yeah. i don't know if that's any real is like any realistic but it brings the thought to my, my my head that's like well maybe she doesn't like even acknowledging it you know maybe mm. she doesn't really believe that she is that or is not that and i don't think we get enough evidence to conclude either way but i think it's something interesting to think about but yeah, overall I, they, I don't know you're right they don't they don't give enough um information for us to say that i do i'm glad that you brought up that particular conversation because i had forgotten that i wanted to mention it but that was also another piece of exceptional writing that like monologue by isabel when she talks about how she's in, like i love it because she starts by saying i both envy and pity river and then she yeah. talks about how she's an actress and how someday she just wants to not like feel like she's acting for people but she doesn't even think she could if she wanted to because she doesn't know who she is when she's not acting anymore yeah and then concludes that whole monologue by saying actually now that i've talked it out i think i just envy river and that was such a like complete and like extremely well written like small period of time because you don't really like get much of a much of an insight into River's life, right? Like, you obviously mm-hmm. see all the aspects of it, but the entire story is told through the perspective of, like, Johnny. So most of the, like, sentimental, high emotional moments you get are the ones where Johnny is, you know, saying that he doesn't want to let River die and it, he's being selfish because although that might be what she wants, he just doesn't want to be lonely anymore, right? You Like, those are the powerful moments that you get. And you get, like, a little bit from River, but most of it is all filtered through Johnny. So... Like, that felt like a little bit of, hey, this is another, like, emotionally powerful moment from a different character, from a different perspective that, like, challenges Johnny. And I really, really liked that that particular moment there. Yeah, um, me too. But I, I, I guess like to follow up, <laughs> follow up on my initial point, I, I just, I don't think I like it. I don't think I like that they just refuse to name the condition. Yeah. I also think it makes things confusing at the end of the game when Johnny talks about how they can't afford River's medical bills to keep her alive Whoa. because of her condition because that's not the same Whoa. condition because Asperger's I did not doesn't make impact. that connection. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. Like, Asperger's yeah, doesn't have an impact on lifespan. Maybe that's why he didn't name it because he, like, planned this story out and, like, no, but that doesn't make any sense because... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Again, it feels like there's so much good things. gotcha stuff in here that they didn't need to make this a gotcha moment. Yeah, um, they're, I think they're two separate things. Like, they, they have to yeah, be. They right? are. Like, I looked it up last night because I was like, that doesn't seem right. And looked yeah. it up and it's like, hey, there's, like, the connection between a shorter lifespan and, like, people on the autism spectrum is not due to, like, it impacting you late in life. It's just due to, like, higher mortality rates from other reasons. Okay. So that is not, it's not like he was paying for medical bills so, because Asperger's has a terminal disease or anything. So one one question here for you, I've got. Uh, what? How did you feel about River? Kind of withholding the answer from Johnny in this way that's like, I can't tell you about the very first time we met, so I'm gonna ask you to build a house by a um, 
you know, buy this watchtower close to the moon and build a fuck ton of paper rabbits to freak (laughs) you out. And then, like, maybe you'll remember after that. Like, do you think it's unrealistic for her to just not, like, tell him or, like, ask him if he remembers? Or, like, do you think that conversation was had? Or, like, I, I guess I have a hard time believing, like, this scene. Like, I get that, like, she has a hard time, like, maybe getting directly to the point. But I'm not sure if that's even true. I don't know. Yeah, do you, I mean. What do you think? Her social interactions are always very, um, like you said, they're very indirect. She doesn't um, necessarily understand a lot of the nuances of social interaction, but I don't know that that's really the like the point. I think it can't she be. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, I the timeline gets mixed up in my head, right? I don't remember when they decide to build that house because she doesn't know that he doesn't know about their first interaction or that he doesn't remember it until like there is a scene in the game, which we didn't talk about where they're sitting on that cliff and he says something to the effect of like, Oh, or she gets mad at him and he talks about the first time they met. And that was basically him explaining that the reason that he asked her out was because she thought she was different, which that's the reason she goes into kind of her spiral. That's yeah. That's the reason she starts building the rabbits. That's the reason she starts asking what he sees. That's the reason she does a lot of the things that reference the first time that they met. Um, And I think probably also the reason that she decides that she would rather die and have him upkeep the lighthouse because in the first scene where they talk, they reference how all of the stars, she always thought they were different lighthouses. Um, And I think, um, you know, what makes sense Hmm. I think her second condition is maybe something like dementia related, possibly. I don't know. And I don't know that there's enough evidence to support that. Yeah, there really isn't. I just think that's like her character and she doesn't want to address that. But that's also like that's the moment that she realizes that he is missing those memories. So I think we can also like safely assume that maybe she did some research or put something together um, and recognize that the reason that he had blocked those memories was because of a traumatic childhood incident. And she didn't want to directly try and bring those up. I I don't, I don't know for sure. That's kind of what I had always assumed in my head, but that's really not. But there's no way that like after that they met, she wouldn't, she wouldn't know that he had a brother. No, but she could... I mean, I don't think that's a thing that is impossible to figure out by Yeah, I guess that's true. But, like... And then you run into this whole thing that's, like... Everyone in the town saw Johnny's... Or, you know, um... John... Fuck. Jeff? Yeah. No. Joey. Joey? There we go. (laughs) Jeff. Everyone in the town, like, knew that Joey got hit by a car. And, like, it seemed like a pretty small town. I feel like... It would be so hard for him to really just, like, never run into that again. I think there's so just – I think I we can don't, spend so much time – Well, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I was just going to say I think it's important to note I don't think he is necessarily living, like, a lie his entire childhood. Like, nobody is going to mention that and he's going to block that out. I think – the assumption was that he has just been taking these beta blockers for his entire life, and it was initially, like – a treatment to help with this and then it also like as he got older just started to block those memories off more and more as they kind of degraded over yeah. time anyway um 
so I don't think it's like nobody would ever even say the name Joey around him. I think it's just that like he was doing this and he did lose some of those memories, but like if somebody mentioned the name, he wouldn't go like spiraling out of control like in a heartbeat or anything. It's kind of the impression that I got, but also there's a lot about this story that you just kind of have to take with a grain of exactly. salt. Exactly. Yeah, you have to, to just like accept some things, and and that's what and that's what I love about this about this game too is like there is I we can sit here and like we could we could poke holes for an hour or two and like yeah we at the end it. of the day we i mean it hasn't been an hour <laughs> but um like we could do that but in the end of the day it doesn't really matter because we consumed to me at least i consumed a piece of of media that i loved a lot and i will you know I, i'll carry with me in some ways um but like and it doesn't really matter at the end of the day you know it's like that was just a yeah. good story and you can you can give it these small misgivings uh it just just move on with it because it was so impactful and because it was so well done in right. the vast majority of it you know it right. doesn't matter if it doesn't connect at 100 percent of the points as long as it worked and it definitely worked yeah for sure for sure um, i did want to say i have two more things that i want to mention one yeah. of them which i thought um we would be remiss to not talk about uh is the very very ending of the game which I totally forgot about until oh, right. we played it. And I don't actually know how I feel about it, um, but in the very, very final scene where uh, Ava gets a call saying that they have a new patient, she like runs away, and as Neil is leaving, he gets like he sort of stops, and you get the same like red flash of the screen that you had been getting every time to indicate that Johnny's condition was worsening and that he yeah. was slowly dying. But they don't obviously explain it because there's, like, four seconds left at the game. So Neil kind of, like, stops and then keeps going after that. So there's definitely, like, some implications that maybe they're already in a memory or some weird, like, Inception-type shit. Like, maybe they're in a memory. Maybe that was just their way of saying that Neil has something going on that they're alluding to. Maybe... Yeah, I think think the, the, the idea is that they are already in one. Or he yeah. is already in one. Um, I'm gonna guess Neil is in Ava's memory by like the third chapter in the game, and that's this is what yeah. this has all been. But I have nothing to support that whatsoever. So I don't hate it, but I when I first saw it, I almost like not remembering that there was a sequel to this game. I kind of like laughed and rolled my eyes because I thought it was another one of those like ha funny parody, like you know, funny ending. That they kind of laid on me there, but then I remember there's more games and like, if your if your plan is to develop more games, you don't end like that unless it means something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially like it being an after credit sequence. Like that's always like the bonus. Like shush, shush. We're gonna reveal something big. Mm-hmm. And you it know? would be one thing if you just like were developing another game that was maybe lightly related, but you would like it finishes and you get a scene that says like, you know to the moon series basically one to the moon and we know that the second game that recently came out which i think is called finding paradise is considered the second game in the to the moon series like it's a direct sequel this company's made a couple other games and they've all been you know quote unquote in the same universe but this is the like direct sequel so it's gonna probably end up being something and i almost liked it more when it was a totally self-contained story but i guess we'll have to see what they do with it and where it goes. You know? Yeah, I'm really excited to see 
where they go. And I don't think I don't think anything will anything that they'll make will impact me as as this did because I just think that like the concept and the ideas and like exploring that space is like I don't want to say it's exhausted, but it feels like it's used and it was well used and I don't know what you can really get out of a sequel. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I really don't know. Like I I I think they could do it, but it's I will be pleasantly surprised if they if they work it out as well as they did in this one and they impress me more. I would be like really shocked. What if the game is like 10% less impactful but the moving around feels good? Mm. Is that worth it? So the it's 10% less impactful? Yeah, it's like you just yeah. you feel that emotional Dude, tug a little bit less, trade. but you don't hate playing. Hell yeah, it. hell yeah. I would, uh, my minimum, my maximum amount of like less impactful to make that game control better would probably be like 30%. Gee. <laughs> Maybe 40. Just lop off a couple of characters. <laughs> yeah. Just lop off a couple layers, like. Fuck the platypus, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, yeah, you gave it to that. him at the beginning of the game. Like, eh, whatever. Yeah. So, that's, no, that's I, I would probably only give 20%. I'm exaggerating for. I, I think I'd probably funny. stop at 10% because I don't remember it bothering me as much when I initially it, played the it game. It didn't. It just. It sucked, but whatever. Yeah. Um,. Yeah. Two other things that I wanted to mention. Unless you I remember you I'm saying a, two other things. I remembered. Literally. I remembered another you remembered. thing. I'm, I remembered. Okay. Do you have anything you want to say, Duncan? No. Go ahead. Well, then, fucking get over it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I did, but, you know, you have the spotlight. Okay, cool. Um, I did do a little bit of reading on, like, a brief bit of an interview which i didn't want to read too much of because i didn't want it to like impact my thoughts but i thought that it was really cool that um you know this guy was not really developing games full-time this can go and then decided that he wanted to like go into this a little bit more and the idea from to the moon actually came from his grandpa falling very ill early in um the creator's life um and then in talking to his grandpa and thinking about that, he became um, heavily involved or heavily interested in the idea of like having regrets on your deathbed and having regrets in old age and like what you would want to do to resolve those. And that was kind of like the spark of this idea came wow. from that pretty real life scenario, which I thought was a really interesting like thing no, to that's... find out. And I thought it was really cool. Well, I mean, it's sad, but yeah, no, I mean, that's, Hmm. That's, I'm going to take that home. I'm going to put that in my pocket and take it home. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to say, which is a little less on the um, sad spectrum, is that this game is maybe a very strong influence on why I think that Life is Strange 2 should have been taking place in an old folks' home. Yes. You go into the old folks' yes. head to figure out why they were like that. Wouldn't this yes. game have been so good if it was a little bit shorter but had a cast of, like, eight old folks and it all tied together? <laughs> it would have been so good. <laughs> You know what, Alex? I think the answer is, is that you and I just need to develop some games and we need to make like a, you know, Life is Strange jump into... You know, we shouldn't even be talking about this. No, really. we can lop this out. We're Edited literally out. giving it out. out for free. We just don't have... I mean, we'd need to hire a writer because we're not going to cut it. <laughs> Excuse me? 
<laughs> have you seen my writing style? Yeah. Have you guys seen the description on podcast episodes that get taken down in a day? Because Alex is like, yo, there's like eight spelling errors on here and three grammaticals. Is that what you call gr- grammar errors? Grammaticals? Hey, you got oh, a grammatical over there. You got, hey. No, you got, yeah, you got two big grammaticals over there. Uh, no, you call them grammatical errors because that first one is an adjective. Grammaticals. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Grammaticals. Uh, yeah, do you have anything else that you want to say about To the Moon? Um, no, I think I'm, I think I'm satisfied. I, yeah. I like this. I, I enjoyed this chit-chatting about this. Sorry for the pretty long story summary there, but, yeah, you know. tight three minutes. It's tight no three. <laughs> it's a quick three minutes. Yeah, so that was To so. the Moon. Hopefully you guys played it before listening to this episode or part of the way through listening to this episode because it is, like we said, a really, really powerful story. Um, and we'll probably definitely play Finding we'll Paradise at this we'll point. Um, there's, we might there not talk about an, it, but I'll play it. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's another game in there called, I think, A Bird Story, which I have played that's like 35 minutes. I We probably won't talk about that. I've played it. I don't think it's and there's enough there to talk about. But yeah. Hopefully we can look forward to more uh, more content from this this studio. Yeah, I'd love uh, to. But yeah, I right. guess we can move on to that social media stuff. So if All you right. liked this episode, or you liked any of our episodes, or you like us and you hated this episode, or you want to be cool, then drop us a review on iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts, because that does really help. Um, feel free if you have any questions or comments or anything that you think we got wrong or if you think that we were totally off base on anything, um, go ahead and send us an email. That's thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. Thoughtsfromplayer1 at gmail.com. You can follow us. Yes. We'd love to to answer a question about a different game we've played in a different episode just because I think it would be fun to do, you know, while we're still – We've got, you know, a little bit of a smaller crowd. It'd be kind of cool to be able to do that. So, yeah. Yeah, I like that you said, well, we still have a little bit of a smaller crowd. Just implying that, you know, look, if you missed the train on this one, five months from now, the question's going in the garbage. We get too many a day. We're too big. (laughs) Get in now. Um, If you would like, you can follow us on Facebook at um, facebook.com slash thoughtsfromplayer1. We post occasionally when we post episodes there you can follow us on twitter that's at thoughts from p1 on twitter we will again post there whenever we have new episodes and also every now and again maybe like a good meme if if duncan's really feeling it you know um which i'm usually not that's all of our social media i'm saying we're gonna be on insta one of these days we gotta hit up that insta life that's what the kids are on we will be in the instagram life i promise you that it's like the facebook chronicles all over again (laughs) it is but this one might actually happen at some point sooner than like a year after we initially mentioned it Um, i just uh alex i have something sad to admit you want to know the reason why i haven't made an instagram account for us (sighs) i don't probably don't I don't know how to use Instagram. <laughs> okay, me neither, and that's good though. We can be we can be trendsetters in the Insta world. Okay, it's, I don't think we'll being a trendsetter is knowing not not knowing how to use it. I, I mean, think it's it just being be. like an old person. I feel like we're gonna like make like eight posts by accident, and the like ninth <laughs> one is gonna be like, "How am I, are you guys seeing this? The Please tell me if you can says, see this. Please delete." <laughs> 
<laughs> Siri, please delete my last Instagram. <laughs> oh, Siri, no, delete Instagram. <laughs> Wipe my I account. It'll be very good. It'll be Siri, fun. nuke my cash. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that. <laughs> I think it'll it'll be be very good. I think you can post stories on there similar to Snapchat stories so we can like have videos of us Ooh. playing a game or like or like, 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 like looking at the microphone being like about to record. What's up? Oh. <laughs> Look at my sweet setup. Very Z's. I'm sorry of you. I'm a Z's. Look at my <laughs> No, that wasn't a Z's. No, I'm it was. It was Look, What's that was up? more Z's Look than at my I was setup. Look at my <laughs> setup. <laughs> Jesus. I brought my little cousin over. <laughs> um, all right, that's gonna do so, it. Yeah, that's gonna be our Instagram. So that's that's all. Tune in, tune in later. Yeah, uh, and uh, that's oh fuck, Duncan. Why I didn't think of one? I was supposed to make a new one. Oh, that's right. I told you to make a new closer in the last episode that we recorded, not the last episode that went up. Shit, we were gonna we were gonna talk about what type of not burritos. You can't put burritos in a pot. I mean, you could. You chili. could put like no. We can't be. Uh, I like chili because we have I don't beans and beef. That's yeah, but that does that's all the chili in the pot. Well, no, chili is our final season because that's everything that's like yeah. Put and I'm not done with this podcast yeah. yet. So yeah, we listen. Here's what we have in this pot. We have ground beef and we have beans. You know what we and, need? Oh my god, we have so many fucking beans in this pot, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's too many beans. You know what we really need? We need some liquid. What do you put in chili? We I've need, never made chili. I've made okay. There's two liquids that go into a chili. Uh, Water. <laughs> this, you know what? This no, no, Alex. That's a cooking sorry, sin. Sorry. That's a cooking sin. Red you, wine. This, no, stop. <laughs> This podcast is going to teach you how to make chili. We guarantee if you continue to listen to Thoughts from Player One, you will learn how to make chili. If you listen to every episode of Thoughts from Player One and put all the hidden clues together (laughs) at the end of 500 episodes, you'll be able to make one halfway decent pot of chili. Yeah, and I'm not going to give you cup amounts because, like, just eyeball it, you know? Just taste it. Honestly, like, don't you know how to make chili? Jesus, just eyeball it. So we have two options for liquids. Okay. We have chicken broth. I feel like I'm learning. Chicken broth? Or we In can do chili? some... chili? Yes. You put a little... chicken broth with the beef chili? Yes. It's so good, Alex. Really? Yes, it's so good. I got to make you some chili. Next time we <laughs> hang out, I'm going to make you some Jeez. dope chili. Uh, you can put chicken broth in there. That's I substitute that for water because water... Don't put water in anything. Just put, put broth in there. Put vegetable broth in there if you're vegetarian. This has been Cooking Tips with Duncan. Or... A tomato-y sauce, you know, like we could do like that's all the sauce in the pot. That's all the broth in the pot. I kind of like that's all the broth in the pot. That's kind of what fun. about what? What if we hit you with that's all the all the chicken broth in the chili pot? <gasps> Does that Holy work? I feel like shit. chili pot needs to be a little Holy longer, shit! I love it. All right, guys, that's all the chicken broth in the chili pot. How was that? It, it feels like you need somewhere to drag it out a little bit, though. It's just chili okay. pot goes too quick, you know? That's all the <laughs> chicken broth in the chili pot. That's all right. That's not That's bad. all what the about- chicken broth in the chili pot. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's too shock jumping. <laughs> <laughs> not do that. 
What's up? It's Chili Pot in the chicken broth. I'm Chili Pot. I'm chicken broth. That's all the chicken broth. That's all the chili broth. That's all the chili we got. We're out of chili dogs. So this is a Sonic podcast. That's all the chicken broth and the chili pot. See ya. See ya. Season four. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>